Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. Now I get the privilege of introducing my friend, and actually, whether you know this or not, my seminary student, which was weird to realize the other day, by the way, Erica. Erica Diggs is going through her master's program with Every Nation Seminary, but she's already a minister. That's the unique thing about Every Nation Seminary. We don't train people and then get them ministering. Ministers who are already working like her come to us to get more training, and she's a part of that. We were, we were together in Manila, wasn't it? For a minor earthquake together and uh, it was a minor earthquake while we were in classes together this, this summer but she is an anointed and gifted minister in this house she is an evangelist she is a teacher many of you just know her by mama Diggs, but she is a passionate christ follower and we love it when she gets a chance to preach so would you help me welcome her to the platform as she comes to bring us god's word today Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> what an honor and what a privilege. I'm so excited to be here tonight. I'm so thankful and so grateful uh, for what God has given me. You guys, let's uh, pray. We're going to get right into this. Uh, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you, Father, for the message that you have for your people. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit who is my leader, my God, my teacher, my comforter, my strengthener to help me, Lord, give the message that you downloaded into my heart for your people. I pray that it's clear, it's plain. Father, I thank you that they can go and live this out and that they'll be strengthened, renewed, recharged, and refreshed by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I... Like I was just saying, you know, I was asking the Lord, I'm like, what do you want me to share with your people? And uh, I was praying about it, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was awakened by the Holy Spirit, and I just had these words that came into my spirit, and it, was, it said this, for this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. I got like chills just hit me. And I got this question in my head. Are you destroying the devil's works? Or are you participating with him? I started thinking back and uh, I was reminded when I was in middle school. And when I was in middle school, I was a great athlete, and I ran track and field and all of the things, and in seventh grade, I only ran track. And then the lady, the coach for the girls' basketball team, she asked me, she said, will you try out for basketball, because you're tall? I was like, yes, I was so excited, right? And I tried out, and guess what happened? She cut me. <laughs> and I was so mad, I'm like, why would she tell me to try out? 
for this team and then she's gonna cut me from the team. Like, why did she tell me to try out? I'm so embarrassed, I just knew I was gonna make this team. But I didn't, but I didn't give up. I went to ninth grade and I tried out again. But this time I had a coach who was a fundamentals coach and he was really good. And I began to work hard and he started giving me some playing time And then this same coach from my middle school, she transfers to the high school and she says, I wish I would have kept you on my team. Hmm. Well, I start getting better and better. I start learning how to play defense. Once I got my, uh, I had, I wore glasses and then they broke and I'm seeing double and I'm shooting and that's messed up. Messed me up for just a season until my mama got that straight, right? And then... I hit an opponent who was amazing. This girl was so good. She was hitting all these double digits in the papers and all of these things. And my coach said, you run track and field, you're fast, so you're gonna guard her. I was like, okay, but I'm not as good as she is, right? Let me tell you what it was like going up against her. It was like David facing Goliath. She was the giant. She hit me, she bowed me, she punched me, she kicked me, she scratched me, she was stronger than me, she pushed me around. And I said, that girl is what? The devil. (laughs) And I remember coming to the sideline with my friends and we're we're strategizing. Next time I get out there, I'm gonna do this to her and I'm gonna do that to her. Because I was determined I was not gonna be her punching bag, right? I was determined I wasn't gonna be her punching bag. But it would turn out that I would have to do a lot more work in the gym, (laughs) in getting in conditioning, learning a lot more skills to be prepared for her down the road. Cause I still wasn't ready. That day I was strategizing all that. (laughs) But that's the key, that's the point. I wasn't ready yet. Now, when I think about 1 John 3, 8, and we look at that scripture, and it says, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And like I said, I kept thinking about that. Hmm. He appeared for a reason. One translation says he was made manifest. And I think about the whole book of 1 John because we've been studying it in class and I couldn't get it out of my spirit. I've read it so many times now. And you think about John, he's an apostle in his old age now. And he's writing this to protect his children, his beloved. That's how he dresses them in the book, who he's writing to. And what's really powerful is as you read the whole book, it's just five chapters. Just read it and read it a couple of times and then read it again and then get it in your spirit, right? Read it again. What you see is a book of contrast. He's he's showing you the differences back and forth of all the things. And I'm going to tell you all the ones you can see as you read this book. You're going to see a contrast of light and darkness, truth versus falsehood. You're going to see love versus hate, children of God versus children of Satan. You're going to see the Antichrist and the true Christ. 
You're gonna see sin versus righteousness. You're gonna see Christ deniers versus Christ confessors. I think the assumption is because we come into the church that it automatically makes me a Christian but that's just like me saying if I stand in my garage, it makes me a car. It's just not true. <laughs> Jesus taught his followers, you're gonna know them by their fruit. And so if you look at this and you begin to break the book down, he's talking to you about your fellowship with God. Are you really fellowshipping with him and then once you enter into this fellowship, it produces something in your life that's tangible to the world. And as you think about this, this is what it's saying, the conditions of your fellowship. Are you walking in the light? Ask myself that question. Am I walking in the light? Am I confessing sin or am I letting it slide? Am I obedient to Jesus' commandments? Do I love the brethren? Because he talks about, we know we pass from death to life because we love the brethren. And I think sometimes, even when I said that word antichrist, we think it's this world ruler who's coming and he's going to rain down and he's going to be wicked to all the nations. But if you think about the word antichrist, it's against Jesus. There are a lot of things that Satan is trying to deceive us with. They're, they're just against Jesus. Like when you don't love the brethren, that's anti-Jesus, right? So there's so many things that we could examine ourselves and kind of see if it is that we're in step, keeping in step with the spirit. If you keep looking at the book, you're going to see the cautions of fellowship. There's two major cautions is when you love the world and the things that are in the world because it's going to squeeze out love of the father. And then it is that spirit of antichrist. And then he tells you how fellowship behaves. It's purity of life. It's a practice of righteousness. It's loving in deed and in truth. Then once you have this fellowship, you're in communion with Jesus and you're seeing how he wanted you to destroy the devil works. You're gonna see that you can test the spirits because you're not going to be deceived. Why? Because you're in relationship with him. He said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger, they won't follow. And when you hear the master's voice, he begins to lead you and guide you. He's never going to lead you to sin and darkness. And after that, you're going to be able to love others the way that he loved you because you're going to see how you got loved. Didn't he love us while we were yet sinners? He didn't make us earn this love or deserve this love based on our performance. And in fact, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. But if you do this, you see how he, the consequences of when you're walking with him. You get the victory that overcomes the world. You get assurance of your salvation. You get guidance in prayer. And then you get freedom from habitual sin. These are the, the benefits of hanging out with Jesus. If you abide in him and his words abide in you, you get to ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And abiding in him looks like reading his words. It looks like getting it in your heart. 
where it transforms the way you think, which transforms the way you act every day. He's in love with you. Like John said, my beloved children. He was trying to protect them from Gnosticism and docetism, things that were trying to trick them into thinking Jesus wasn't the son of God. There's some secret knowledge over here because people are chasing stuff. And the more and more I prayed, the Lord, he woke me up again. He said, for this reason, here we go again, was the son of God made manifest. He said, Erica, I want you and all of my children to destroy the devil's works, not participate with them. If I'm fellowshipping with him and I'm becoming a co-laborer with him, I'm becoming a partaker with him and a partner, I got to be on the right team. And he's trying to trick us. So here's the questions. If you're reading this verse that you got to ask yourself. The first question is, who is the devil? Who is your adversary? And when you look that word up, it says he's the slanderer. He's an accuser of the brethren. What are his works? I want to go back to who he is. If you look, and this is just real quick. You can get the tape so you can get it a little further. Some of the names of Satan, the Bible describes him as a dragon, an old serpent, the devil, Satan, the prince of this world, the god of this age, the prince of the power of the air. They describe his attributes of how he's got a ministry of deception. The thief comes to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. He doesn't love you. And so when you're participating in his works, you do see the hate. You see habitual patterns of sin. And I was thinking about this. Uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit showed me this. I was looking at something on social media and I saw this and I, I, I wrote it out. I wanted to show you, it's only three minutes, but I was showing it to my son and he was like, mom, it's got like a cuss word at the bottom. I was like, ooh, I better not show that to the church because y'all so holy, right? <laughs> it's like, oh no, don't do that. But I want to describe this video because this is a perfect example in our context of how the enemy is coming for us and we don't realize it and we don't know it. The first part of the video shows a man. He is a skeleton, but he has a suit on and he's running. But there's a hook over his head and there's a, 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 a ton of money that's right before him and he's running, but he never chases it and he never catches it. All of a sudden, he runs into a ditch, falls, and it says, rest in peace. The next one is a man and they're falling off the cliff because they're so tied to their cell phones. Boom, they don't see where they're going and they're falling off in ditches. The next is a man looking like he's going to work with a briefcase in his hand. And he is running. And he's on a hamster wheel. And it has all the days of the week. And he's running with his briefcase in his hand all the days of the week. And guess what? He falls off because he never gives off the wheel of life. He's always working. This same man is seen the next scene and he's hanging from a clock upside down. 
and time is ticking and he's like a lifeless, meaning it's showing he's stealing your time and he's trying to make you useless and unfruitful. You keep looking at the video. Like I said, it's only three minutes, but I got to explain it to you guys. There's a politician standing there and it says, vote for me. And the more he talks, Pinocchio nose is growing out. All of a sudden, you see a boxing glove come and bam, punch him in the back and he falls in a trash can. Think about that. We have so many government conspiracies right now, it's crazy, right? But we're talking about destroying the works of the devil. What else do we see in this? There's a girl, she's dressed in short shorts and a tank top. And she's like, I need to get more Instagram followers. So what she does, it shows her next breasts becoming large, lips becoming large, breast butt becomes enlarged. And now she's standing right here. And her followers go up to like 7 million. It shows another girl. And, the, and her, her Instagram handle name was Clout Chaser. She's chasing clout. Her bio said influencer, but it talked about fake people, fake followers. And it shows her, and she's walking and she has a dress and she has a hat. All of a sudden, all of her stuff starts disappearing. Her clothes disappear and she's in her bikini. But guess what happened? Her followers went up. How many of you see that right now on social media when you take a look? Do I have to get undressed for people to follow me? Talking about destroying the devil's works. There's a couple more on here that's interesting. There was a blender, and on the blender it said TikTok. And within the blender are millions of people being stuffed in the blender. Then they come out of the blender and they're like sheep. No minds, not thinking. They're just on a conveyor belt, just moving. And then it shifts again. And it says, you see this, this metal in the ground. And there's a sign that says strong magnetic force and it's pulling people and it's sucking them to this. And this metal has discounts on it. Nike, Indy, all of the things. Dolce Cabana, all the things that we love and people were sucked by strong magnet overspending, so much consumption. When is enough enough? And I'm thinking, I said, who made this video? This is crazy. And then it has this cat and he has a human and he's, he's leading the human and the man is blindly following him and it said metaverse and he has the virtual reality glasses on and he's not fighting back because he's caught in virtual reality. Then there's a woman, she's locked inside of a cell phone prison with her clothes on. You see the hearts and the likes go up. You see everything, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the things because she's imprisoned in people watching her. There's a couple more. Y'all still with me? All right, all right, there's a man, he's in a bird cage. 
the, the bird that should be in the cage is on the outside of the cage. This man is laying on his side and he doesn't seem to realize he's in jail because he has a TV in there that says Netflix and a thing of popcorn. Wow. <laughs> he digging, he's digging. He's showing us our context of our day. For this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he, he appeared to destroy the works the devil has done. And when you see that, you see sales prices on three signs. And all of a sudden, you see people like zombies. They're black. And they're drawn to the cell. Next thing you know, they're fighting over the stuff amongst each other. And here's the last couple that you see in this video. Only three minutes. You see a man walking. And an iPhone is strapped to his face. And he can't see where he's going. And he's walking into a construction zone where there's danger and caution. And he falls in a ditch. The next thing you see, you see four different options of doors that people can run to, but some people have, they have a bag over their head and they're running in this one door and some of them are slamming into the wall and some of them are making it in the door and as soon as they make it into the door, they fall off into a ditch. The door they went into was fans only. The other three doors that had bridges, one said career, one said business, one said high value skills, but they didn't choose that door. They wanted to watch the fans only and it led them off a cliff. And I'm thinking of this, the last one was a woman who was dressed in tank top, really short shorts and her brain was missing. She was holding it in her hand and she ran up to a door, and the only way she could get in was to throw her brain in a trash can. And when she did, it said, access granted. The door she went into was TikTok. Do you get it? The thief came to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. I have sat at home, I remember one time Juan said, I have a, um, Somebody told him there was something great on Netflix. It was some series and he said it was good and I said, okay So I started watching it and of course the first show is always great, right? It doesn't ever show you nothing crazy and then of course the plots great and it sucks you in and now you're binge watching, right? This thing was talking to me every time I got up saying watch me Juan said, I am so sorry I told you this. He said, you can't do this, because you know why? I didn't want to do anything that I love doing. I didn't want to answer calls for students. I didn't want to get up and preach. You know what I wanted to do? Watch this series. And the Holy Spirit dealt with me about that. He's stealing our attention, broken focus. We look around and we say, oh, that's bad, that's sad. We're watching families be destroyed all around us. People are just thinking that divorce is of God, like I could just get me somebody else. See, 
Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works the devil's done. So as I'm asking myself all these things about the the devil, I just want to pause right now because I said a lot. And they asked me to be the prayer coordinator for Wild Jam. I signed up for prayer and then I'm over it. I was like, that's funny, y'all got me. But I love it. I'm excited about it too because we've already started on Sunday nights praying and it's been powerful. And they gave us a list of things that they wanted us to pray for against strongholds in these communities, like sexual perversion, abortion, rape, prostitution, homosexuality, child molestation, adultery, rebellion, sorcery, witchcraft, mind control, occult, satanic offerings, blasphemy, idolatry, mockery, heavy bondage, drug, alcohol addiction, suicide, crooked politicians, false teachings, I added some of those, depression, fear, insecurity, unworthiness, confusion, depression, racial hatred, pride of life, dishonor, envy, strife, jealousy, hardness of heart, disrespect, swearing, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, poverty, hopelessness, destruction, malice, murder, theft, deceit, treacherous intent, unforgiveness, strife, anger, illegal gain, abandonment, verbal abuse, parental neglect, broken homes, disunity, conflict, greed, physical abuse, and we could go on and on. The question I have is, are you angry about it? Because when I look at this list, and I see what the enemy has been doing in people's lives, what he tried to do in our life, I get so mad about how he's keeping people locked up in death. Sicknesses and diseases like crazy. Don't know who to trust. Everything's fighting for your attention. Stuff you didn't even ask for. You've been bombarded with it on your cell phones. So close your eyes for just a moment. I heard Lewis say that. And think about an area that the enemy is trying to get you. Just one second. Okay. Now think about why did Jesus appear? And that word appear means to make visible, make it clear. He said destroy. That means to loose off you, to release, to dissolve what Satan's trying to do to you, your families, your communities, your country. He came for it all. When I think about who Jesus is and the reason that he came to live the life we should have lived, die the death we should have died in our place, to swap places with you, to give you God's righteousness as a free gift, something you cannot earn based on your performance. It is a free gift, but you must receive it by faith. Because when you look at what John is saying in 1 John, He's in a circular argument going back and forth over these same things. 
coming out of sin, abiding with Jesus, fellowshipping with him, loving the brethren. And you cannot talk about the government. You cannot uh, complain about what you see if you're not a co-laborer with him and going to destroy those works. And one of the ways we destroy those works is when we get up and we go tell people about Jesus and we preach the gospel, right? What else? The Lord put Mark 16, 17 on my heart. If you could put that up for me. I asked myself, if Jesus destroyed the works of the devil, how did he do it? And then if he did it, how could I do it? One of the things you see in Mark 16 and 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. See, in my name, they're going to cast out demons. They're going to speak with new tongues. What else? They're going to, if they pick up any serpent, it's not going to bite them. If they drink anything deadly, it'll not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. When Jesus, you look at how he destroyed the devil's works. One, Luke 4, 18, he said, the spirit of the Lord was upon him. He was anointed to preach the gospel, right? He was anointed by the Holy Spirit to preach recovery of sight to the blind, to heal the brokenhearted. He wasn't just around here being a good person. When you look at Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And when the Lord is with you, you will do the same thing because we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are not weak, helpless victims. We are more than conquerors. He said overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus Christ our Lord. We gain a surpassing victory. But you got to know who you're messing with and then you got to know what you've been given. You're joint heirs with Christ. The Bible says we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, far above principalities, powers, and mights, and everything that is named. Dominions that's trying to rule you, dominate you, control you. You've got to be submitted to God to resist the devil, and then he'll flee from you. Flee means run from you as in terror. You've been equipped with tools. He gave you the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. He girds your loins about with truth and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You don't have to go crazy and lose your mind. He's telling you, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. He also gave us weapons to fight. Some of your weapons... The name of Jesus. Jesus has the name that's above every name. The Bible says at the name of Jesus, everything has to bow to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 
The blood of Jesus is a weapon. In the Old Testament, when the death angel was coming, God told the Israelites, put, take a lamb, kill it, take the blood, put it on your doorpost, and the blood, and the death angel will have to pass over your house. With that being said, Jesus was the last lamb symbolically by the spirit we plead the blood of Jesus over my family over my friends over our church over our leadership so these demons that are coming to harass torment kill steal and destroy they have to pass over and when we're not doing our job and we're blaming God why did you let this happen I can hear the Lord saying in Luke 10 19 behold I give unto you power and authority over all the power the enemy possesses that nothing shall by any means hurt you. But why are they hurting me? Because I don't know who I am and I'm not using what he's given me to fight the enemy that's already defeated on the cross. But you must enforce that in your life to keep him defeated. So back to your weapons the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the word of God is a weapon. And I know people fight in this area, but let me just say this, it's the washing of the water of the word. And I cannot know who I am or what I possess if I don't read it. And it's about relationship. And I know some people don't feel like you have to read every day. Oh, it's law, That's, but listen, I'm in a relationship with my husband. We talk every single day. Something that really blesses me about him, he gets excited when I wake up every day. He's like, are you up? I'm like, no, not yet. I try to pretend like I'm asleep, but he's just so excited. He wants to talk. Then he calls me multiple times a day. What has happened? Who'd you talk to today? He's trying to figure out what's going on in my world because he's interested in me and he loves me. Do you love the father where you're hanging out with him, where you're interested in him and you want to find out about him? Because you love him and he loves you. So that word of God is so important. Praise and worship is a weapon, guys. Somebody, sometimes when the enemy's coming in like a flood and you don't know what to do, you don't want to read. You don't want to pray because those are weapons too. Prayer, English and in tongues, those are weapons. But sometimes when I just can't feel like it, I need a worship song with the anointing on it. Because there's a lot of fleshly stuff out here, right? But if David could play an instrument and evil spirits left out of Saul, my God. <laughs> when you put it on, it says, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. It didn't say go smoke, go drink and get high and try to relieve your troubles with the worldly methods. He came to destroy those works. The Prince of Peace came to bring you peace tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's the peace of God that makes you whole. It makes you complete. And it passes your brain, your understanding. Because it doesn't make sense. And it's so funny. John 14, 27, Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be afraid. One translation says, stop allowing yourself to be agitated, frustrated, and disturbed. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jesus, he'll trip you out. I'm like, I'm looking at that. He's telling his people that. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I allowing myself to be agitated, frustrated, and disturbed? 
because he's given us scriptures like John 16, 33. He talked to his people. He talked to the disciples. He said, in this world, you're going to have some tests. Yes, you're going to have some trials. Yes, you're going to have some tribulations. Yes, you're going to have some distresses. But there's a but in the sentence where he said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world and I've deprived the power to harm you and I've conquered it for you. Do you believe what the master said? The power of the resurrection that lifts us up out of our sufferings. Come on, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He's alive in me. He's alive in me. And I just think about the last missions trip that we went on. And Erica Fouchier is here, director of missions for every nation. And we had a ball with the team that God gave us. Let me tell you, we went in Africa and destroyed the devil's works. We demolished him. We went to a part of Africa that was heavy and apartheid. They got their rules from us. From, they call it segregation 2.0. And they got it from our Jim Crow laws. And while the United States appears on the surface to have gotten past some things, it's very overt there. So the first camp we went into, the students were divided. The white Afrikaans who speak a different language versus the blacks. They wouldn't talk to them, wouldn't hang out with, it, with them. And I'm leading spiritually on this team. I said, hey, this is what we came for. You're not going to be upset by what you see. This is why we're here. You're going to go and bust up the devil's works. I said, you see a group of whites, go stand in the middle of them. Go introduce yourself. Go say hi. Get to know them. You see a group over here, go over there. Get in the middle. And they did it. And then one of our students preached on reconciliation and the power of the cross and walking in love. And guess what? Preached the gospel and many of them got saved that night. I didn't even get to see the fruit of what happened at that camp because the pastor took me to preach at church on that Sunday. But they said after that night that they were hugging each other and loving on each other. We saw demons come out of people. But let me tell you, you're not going to get the devil out of somebody if you don't live holy. He said without holiness, no man is going to see the Lord. And you cannot be in unforgiveness and try to get the devil out of somebody. Because a kingdom divided against itself, it can't stand. You've got to be on Jesus' side. And this is not in your own strength. So as I come to a close, because I'm getting there. God has equipped you. You can't do this stuff in your own strength. This is not about rules and regulations, about reading your Bible and doing all these things. This is about God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, empowering you to do in you what you cannot do for yourself. It is the grace of God. Empowerment of the spirit. When he talks about the fruit of the spirit that he gives you, he wants you sweet. Because animals, I don't know if you guys know this, but the reason that fruit is produced on a tree is that it becomes sweet so that animals can come to it and eat from it. It drops seed on the animals and then they go off and those seeds fall somewhere else and then the tree can reproduce itself. 
The reason that the Holy Spirit wants you to allow him to come in you, to give you love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, self-control, these things is because as people partake of that, he gets to reproduce himself. But if you're like bitter and angry and nasty, you're not drawing anyone to the love of Jesus, right? Critical, judgmental, that's not who God made us to be. But then he's given you the nine gifts of the spirit, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, special faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. He's empowering you so you will not be ignorant to the enemy's devices. He's giving you insight. He's giving you wisdom and understanding and knowledge so that you can navigate strategically in this life and not be deceived by the enemy because he loves you enough to come himself and die for you. Take the punishment you deserve for what you did wrong and give you everything he did right as a free gift. And because of your sins being laid on Jesus, he died a physical death. So you don't have to. But God raised him from death to life on the third day. He raised him out of everything that's wrrong with the whole world and you and I so you don't have to be condemned or beat up because you have shortcomings. Jesus is saying, "Let me swap places with you. Let me empower you. Let me give you my wisdom so that you can come out of these tests, these trials, these tribulations, these distresses. They're going to come. Because being a Christ follower doesn't make the devil stop. But he does give you empowerment against your enemy. He gives you hope and an expected end where you don't lose your mind. So the Lord is in love with you tonight. And there's some people in this room, I know it by the Spirit, that the devil has had a heyday in your life. He's been stealing from you, killing you, destroying you. You are depressed. You are stressed out of your mind. You might be sick. And so I'm going to ask if you're on the ministry team, if you would come forward. I'm going to come down. I'll, I'll pray for you and lay hands on you. But there, uh, I, there are people in here that are equipped to. And you know, look to your neighbor. Somebody that's beside you. If that is you. Be honest tonight. Come to his love. Come and let the spirit rescue you and set you free. Don't struggle by yourself and struggle alone. If you're hurting and you're bound, the master's calling for you. And he wants to empower you so you're not struggling by yourself. He gave you spiritual family to help you and to assist you, to love you. You can't do it by yourself. One of the enemy's greatest tricks is to isolate you and get you by yourself. And then you have no wisdom. It says in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. And so he's tricking you. Don't let him do it. Come on, let's destroy his works together. You saw what Pastor Dave said about Wild Jam. He's coming. We're coming to destroy the works of the devil in East Nashville. We want to see people born again, saved, healed, set free, and delivered. We got baptism pools that we're bringing right on the spot once they give their hearts to Jesus. We want to baptize them right there. Come on, join us in the work.
Jesus is calling you. He's in love with you. He's for you. He's not against you. He's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. But his love is coming to rescue you.